0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I'm Caleb Simmons. And I'm Joshua Simmons. We are two brothers who love fly fishing, our families, and are men of faith. But like most of you listening, we're still not experts on any of those subjects. So our hope is to speak
1: with as many people that we believe are experts on these subjects and pose the questions that most of us are asking.
0: So thanks for joining us along the journey as we seek to inspire and encourage dads and anglers as we wade through fishing, fatherhood, and faith on the fly
1: well hey everyone welcome to episode 112 of the dads on the fly podcast i'm caleb simmons joined as always by my brother joshua simmons joshua how's
0: it going man dude it is going so good right now um i don't know if it's the weather i don't know if it's the fact that this is like the third weekend in a row i've gotten to fish i think that has a little bit to do with it just gonna be real uh but we have an exciting episode, uh, with a friend of ours today from right here in western North Carolina, Mr. Jeremy Turner of Fetch Fly. But before we get into that and introduce him, uh, Caleb man, I don't know about you, but i am still just that that dad's on the fly retreat weekend. We didn't really get to talk about it just to us, you know, we talked about it we did an episode While we were with there, the yeah. folks, but well, have you reminisced on anything else since we kind of got back? Yeah,
1: man. I mean, it was just a great time. Um, it was cool getting to connect with a lot of those other dads, and uh, it was just, you know, we got to catch saltwater fish on the fly, which
0: is what we set out to do. We did catch some saltwater fish on the fly. We posted some cool stuff about that. Uh, really made some good friendships, too, that I think will now be uh, lifelong. Uh, just some dudes that were some some fishy dudes, and uh, it was a super cool experience. I just want to, once again, shout out to Drumroll Charters for the hospitality such a cool thing that those guys are doing down there, and uh, they had a great week this week at the this past week at the Alby Fest. If you follow on Instagram, you might have s- saw some of the things that they were getting after. But um, man, I, I can't. We can't go into this episode without taking a minute just to talk about a couple of things. First of all, Forks of the River Fly Fishing Festival coming up November fourth and fifth. I don't think it starts until noon every day, so you even got a chance to get out maybe and fish in the morning and then come see us. <laughs> I like it. Um, We'll be there both days, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Got a great musical lineup. Got some really awesome speakers coming in. Uh, some awesome guests. You can see all that on Headwaters Outfitters online or on Instagram. If you uh, follow those guys on Instagram, check Headwaters Outfitters out. We will be there uh, both days. We have some uh, some new merch. We're gonna have. Not not a lot, but we're gonna. Have, it's gonna be here. We got three weeks. They told me it was gonna be here.
1: Gonna be here in time for the festival. I think so. Yeah, sweet man. That's so we're gonna exciting. have some yeah. some
0: new lids hopefully, and um, yeah, I'm excited about these and some stuff. So come by and see us. We just love to talk to you guys. We're gonna have some folks on at that show. We're gonna be doing some live recording from there, um, some episodes. So that's gonna be really cool. Forks the okay. River Fly Fishing Festival at right there in Brevard at Deerwood Reserve, uh, November fourth and fifth. So otherwise, man, I don't know about you, but it has been so cool that how much I've gotten to fish.
1: Yeah, you've been getting after it, man. I mean, we did some saltwater stuff, but then it's it's fall and we've both been out on the water.
0: Um, I getting the opportunity to do some of that this week. It's also this really cool thing that's happened. Um, I don't know if it was intentional, but it's happened. We have some friends that live down in Hickory that came to the Dad's on the Fly or Father treat. Son retreat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, well, We want to come fishing. We're on fall break. And it just so happens that, you know, my wife and his wife are real good friends. And I was like, Sweet. And well, actually, she sent me, all of a sudden, I just see it pop up in my calendar one day. Like family weekend with this family, and I'm like, oh wow, awesome! What if that means I'm gonna get to fish? And it did. What does uh, family weekend mean? Yes, exactly. So uh, I got to take them uh, one evening after work, and then uh, pretty much all day this past Saturday. And dude, man, it is just so pretty out there right now with the colors. It hasn't gotten so cold that it's knocked everything off, so it's kind of wow. hanging around longer than normal. And uh, man, it, we had a great Saturday fishing. We went up to a wild stream, and. Uh, for those of you who don't know West North Carolina, it's bear season right now.
1: Oh yeah. Did you see a bunch of
0: that? <laughs> oh.
1: Were they everywhere? The hunters? Dogs. Oh yeah. Yeah. You
0: heard dogs everywhere and you saw, and what I've learned about bear hunting, and this is not a this is just not, not a knock dog. on bear No, hunting. I don't know, but it is a generational thing. Like there were kids in diapers oh, yeah, in the truck, yeah. and there were like 80 year old men riding around with yeah, dog boxes. But uh we found a couple dogs walking in the creek with us, so we got them back to their <laughs> respectful owners. But um did manage to catch some beautiful colored up brookies man in this one little stream that I love to go to. And uh and then after that I just had a cool story I wanted to share with everybody, just a cool, cool moment for me. I kind of did most of the wild stream fishing that morning, Foster with me, but he didn't really care like casting there. He just kinda it was a really cool trade off. So we went wild stream fishing for like three hours, maybe two hours, and he was like, Dad, you just fish and I'll knit. And then we went to the DH water and we flipped rolls. Yeah. So we just took one rod. And he was like, Dad, and I posted a story about this, but he was like, Dad, I really want to catch some fish on a streamer. I've never caught trout on a streamer. I was like, all right, dude. So we tied on the olive woolly booger. And man, first stinking cast. Oh yeah. He hooked into a, a brown trout, I think it was. And then he caught like six more all by himself. Oh, like, that's awesome. It was really sweet to see it kinda of happen. I literally sat on a rock with the net and just had a big time. That's so cool. uh, it was a cool day of fishing, man. And that is the weather has just been perfect. It wasn't too cold. Um, just to see him cast, uh, it just made me really, really feel good. You know, a couple of weeks ago he didn't want, to, it was so funny. Like he said, he's like, we should do this all the time. I was like, dude, I came two weeks ago and you didn't want to go. Cause I don't force him. you know? <laughs> Yeah. He was like, well, I didn't know you were coming to do this. Um, so <laughs> just a, just a cool weekend of fishing. And the next weekend we got another cousin coming in. So I get to fish again. Yeah, like man. all these people keep coming in and giving me an excuse. I <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, I'm still, I kind of get to do the same thing this week. So, uh, Wednesday this week, um, Wednesday morning while, well, while well, you'll be in the, in the school system. I'll be out with the uh guys from from over in lead the pastor other side of Charlotte for uh with Pastor Nick and Pastor Matt for the lead pastor getaway that they run. So I'll be hanging out and guiding some some lead pastors on the on you know, the river. I have a little which I'm more really flexibility now. Well, hey, man, I might just why see why if I can make come, at least
0: introduce myself. Yeah, be good. To these folks.
1: So, um, I'm I'm stoked for for that coming up on Wednesday and being able to hang out with those guys. Love what they're doing. Um, if you are a lead pastor that that listens to this show, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, you can find out more information about it at leadpastorgetaway.com. Um, at that retreat that they do they do several a year um they bring lead pastors out to fly fish and do some intentional time of rest and just getting away and uh so it's super great if you're interested i I do encourage you to check out com. but i'm excited to get to hang out with them and then yeah our cousin from alabama's coming up and so I'm going to hopefully take him fishing some on Friday. I think you might take him on Saturday. We're still figuring out all the details there, but yeah, man, it, it's just a time to be in the water. You know, I think fishing is so correlated. Most people correlate fishing with summer, but I got to be honest, I would rather fish this time of year. I think the fall and really all through the winter too, and it's not ridiculously cold. Um, end of the spring this is i mean this is just when it lights up for i love
0: me. i love a good fishing in the snow man i'm mean, out yeah i mean, do love a good snow yeah, side just, fishing it's hate just, the cold but, know, but yeah i, I do love and
1: this week the weather's just good snow to be fishing amazing
0: so uh if you're in the area guys give us a shout we may not be able to fish with you but we'd love to tell you where to go catch some fish and who to fish with so uh just super excited for this time of year and uh, keep getting after it uh thank all of you guys as always for listening to dads on the fly we've continued we've had a Just an amazing 2023 for just not ourselves personally, but just for Dads on the Fly show, for the people we've reached out to, the people we've met, um, the growth of the show. Just remember, folks, it helps us so much. If you rate and review the show, wherever you listen, uh, shoot us emails. we got some emails. I I meant to read some of these. I can't find them right now. We've gotten some emails recently with some folks with just some super, super kind words about the show. And it always seems, man, like when we've had a couple months, maybe we've been too busy to really focus on Who's uh, listening to the show? We get a cool email like um, like this email from from a friend of ours, Greg. He just said, "Huge relief to hear your outlook on fishing, family, and faith." Um, really appreciate what you guys are doing with the podcast. I'm new to fly fishing and and a father to a Christian family, so thanks, Greg, for listening. We really appreciate that email this week. It was uh, really awesome to hear. Also, got an email from uh, from Becca who said his uh, her husband. And his friend both love listening to the podcast, and uh, we really appreciate that. But we thank you guys for supporting us so much. And all that we do here at Dads on the Fly, I hope to see you in Brevard It's just a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, if you're local, come check us out for sure. Well, Joshua, I'm really excited for today's episode and today's conversation. Uh, this is just really cool. Uh, we're having on the show today Mr. Jeremy turner and jeremy turner is a uh local guy for the most part uh, he's in western north carolina and he created a product uh just this past year that he calls fetch a fly and he's going to tell us all about what fetch fly is but it's basically a tool for getting your flies when they get stuck and so for any of us who have been anglers for a while especially when you get started and even me as i continue on um if you're trying to cast into difficult places you're going to get flies caught in trees you're going to get flies stuck under rocks you're going to get flies uh hung into places that they shouldn't be and um he talks about this really cool tool that he he created to try to fix that problem and just be a help for people who are new to the fly fishing community and uh so love this uh Really appreciate Jeremy spending some time with us. Um, he, he's a veteran, and so he's got this veteran owned business, which is really cool, and uh, they're doing a great job with it. And so excited for everybody to hear more
0: about Fetch a Fly. So, yeah, man, can't wait. I think this is a great episode. Thanks, Jeremy, for reaching out for us. He actually sent us a couple of Fetch Flies to use that we've been using. So, uh, thank him for that. And uh, it's a cool episode to hear about what he's doing right there in uh, Blowing Rock, North Carolina. So, uh, thanks, Jeremy, for joining us. Thanks, folks, for listening. Uh, Get out and fish, guys. It's a great time to be outside. Yeah,
1: for sure. So thanks everyone for checking this episode out and this conversation with Jeremy Turner of Fetch Fly. We're going to hear from that after a few brief words from our sponsors. Dazzle the Fly is brought to you by Trout Routes. Joshua, I love the Trout Routes app and it has become an amazing tool that helps us to find more trout to catch whenever we go on any of our adventures together.
0: Just exploring new water is what makes Trout Routes great. And these guys are always making the app better. Something is added every day, a new feature. They've just added the Street View feature, which you've got to check out. Click on the orange dot, hit Street View, you can see what the trout stream looks like there. So I can't tell you enough about how cool Trout Routes is when you're out looking for new water. And that's a game changer for us, Josh. Being able to see these locations where you want to try to access these rivers,
1: I mean, it's going to be great. So I'm stoked to continue to use the Trout Routes app. We encourage everybody go wherever you get your apps, download the Trout Routes app. They will be the best tool to help you find more trout to catch.
0: Hey Caleb, one thing we've done recently is so much small fishing. And so much Smalley fishing means we're on our raft. And when you hook into that big Smalley, man, you want to get that sucker in a net. And we have chosen, and we are so happy to be, have Dads on the Fly brought to you by Catch cam nets. Yeah, Joshua. Catch cam nets are amazing. Uh the cool thing that I love about catch cam
1: nets is they allow you to design and build your own net. So for whatever type of fishing you're doing, to customize it with certain uh, logos or different, you know, they got rulers on the net handles, all these amazing things that just make your fishing experience better. So we encourage everybody if
0: you're looking and if you're in the market for a net, check them out at catchcamnets.com. And the best thing about it is if you are a small water fisher, if you're a big water fisher, whatever fish you're catching chasing. They have a net for you. So please reach out to Bo and Steven over at Catch Camp Nets, and they will build your custom net today. We want to welcome to the podcast, to the Dads on the Fly podcast, Mr. Jeremy Turner of Fetchafly.com. Jeremy, thanks for joining us today, man. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Yeah, Jeremy, we're uh, we're stoked to have you, man, to learn a little bit more about Fetchfly, learn a little bit more just about your story and uh so as we were kind of talking off air uh your dad had uh, three kids i think you said 10 5 and 2 and uh you're living in western north carolina right now getting to fly fish as much as you can and um so we want to hear a little bit about that first so give us your kind of story man what when was the first time you got a fly rod in your hand and what was that like for you and why are you still doing it well,
2: the first time i did it about six seven years ago I moved up here, and I tried to catch some trout on the spinning rod, and I could never catch anything. I'd go out there and get skunked every time. So I was like, well, I just need to learn how to fly fish. That, that's solve all these problems. So little down know how hard it would be. So I went out there <laughs> my first time. It was right after they stopped. out well, There was an Orvis encounter rod. I had the whole Orvis get up. I went to Cabela's and got everything. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to get a nice rod, nice waders. I'm going to catch some fish. I went out there. Tied a three-fly rig, because that's what they said online to do. Put it all together, and within 15 minutes, I was in a tree, cussing, mad, and I was stuck. So that was probably my first experience fly fishing. It's gotten a little smoother since then, but... I still get stuck in trees quite a bit.
0: Yeah, any, sure. Anybody who starts out with a three-fly rig is pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, you're time. asking for trouble. Take, like, taking on a big challenge there. I can't remember
2: what website I saw it off of, but they're like, well, this time of year, you want to use a dry and two droppers. I was like, well, that's, that's what they use. That's what I'm going to use. So it took me 30 minutes to tie that thing together. Finally got it all put together. And like I said, within 15 minutes, it was in a tree. And I oh, never That's got where we all
1: start, thing. right? I mean, and you're still learning to tie knots and, you know, you're using that teeny tiny tippet and learning how to do <laughs> all that stuff. It's, uh, yeah. it's fun, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it is interesting. Like, you know, somebody – I took a friend yesterday and uh, just how much time I think – and maybe not as much time for some people, but in fly fishing, the amount of time we put into our setup compared to maybe other types of angling because, you know, the spinner rod, you just tie on that um, – no spinner or whatever and you're just casting let it go but you know there's a lot to talk you gotta add tip it and get your you know do you want split shot do you not do you want to apply some dressing to your fly there's a lot of setup that goes into it for sure and uh and that's kind of what sets us apart so so that was your first kind of go at it um now you've been in blowing rock north carolina which is a great place to live by the way big fan of that area Love it Um yeah for sure so where do you like to fish now that you're in that area maybe you've gotten a little more experience under your belt
2: i still do most of my fishing like i said uh i have the kids i still fish but usually outside the house i can walk to the river so i go down the oh, middle wow. fort quite a bit uh and those are kind of the spots i usually fish uh might drive a little further up the middle for but right out here kind of outside the highway there is usually where we fish at quite a bit
0: that's too cool, man, right there. And you've got just, uh, I'm sure it's really pretty this time of year. I know I got up in the mountains yesterday and did some fishing. and it's, it's hard to beat our western North Carolina views right now.
2: Oh, it's beautiful. The leaves are turning yellow and orange. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, not catching any big fish at all, but it's still fun to get out there and, uh, and do
0: well, it. Well, the leaf hatch is definitely upon us uh, right now. where you Set on You set those nymphs on those leaves down on the bottom. <laughs> oh, I caught a ton of leaves Friday. And I caught a couple weird.
2: little browns and rainbows here and there. But, yeah, I caught I caught some big leaves.
0: <laughs> so so you spent some time fishing i guess fly fishing maybe six seven years ago and, and you kind of told us a little bit of the story off air but at some point well i guess from your very beginnings you knew that getting flies out of trees was something or getting flies out of anything really was going to be something that uh you felt maybe we needed a, a different device to do that uh, does that sound like a true statement i like, guess that's the best way you went kind of went into it
2: absolutely i mean he sat there and i know when i first started take me 20, 30 minutes to tie up a rig. Uh, and then if you go and lose that rig within just a few minutes, it's pretty demoralizing. So it's definitely, we need a tool for not only beginning fishers, but people like me who still go out there and have a couple kids by, by my side and I'm trying to fish and I get hung in a tree and they're wanting you to bring in trout and you're trying to tie up a line together. You know, they just needed a device to kind of get those flies out of the tree or at least give you a shot at it, you know, and that's when I kind of came up with this pole to kind of give you a, a way to get
1: these flies back. So uh, you're already talking about it. So let's go there. um Tell us a little bit about Fetch a Fly. Uh, you are you are kind enough to to hook Josh and I up with a couple of these, and I got to tell everybody I've already been using mine a good bit because I still end up in the
0: t- trees. I have a lot of quite ways. a bit. I've, I'm going to go into some more ways I've used mine here. In a minute, but <laughs> okay. I don't want uh, him to talk about like the premise. Yeah. Of how so he created it.
1: so talk about Jeremy. What Fetch a Fly is first of all. Um, and because uh, we are audio medium, so people can't, we can't show it to everybody right now. So describe uh, what this fetch fly thing is, and, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about
2: it. Well, fetch fly is a telescopic stainless steel pole. It collapses down. I wanted to make something that would fit in a waiting pack. So it collapses down to under 10 inches. It extends out to over 6 feet, so you can reach up to, you know, the average size person can reach up 13, 14, 15 feet in a tree. And pull the glim down, get their fly back. You can reach out into the water, get your line out of a log, underwater rock, and everything, especially on the middle fork. That's where I was getting stuck a lot, would be, you know, on a log at the bottom, a rock at the bottom. Uh, so I, this pole kind of help you push it out, pull it out. It's also got other uses, as I'm sure y'all figured out as well. It's really great for getting Christmas tree lights down, if y'all haven't tried that <laughs> That's what I did last year with it. Of I was about right, yeah. I it tell me to get the. Light we didn't out have our night.
0: Christmas last year, but I'll be, I'll be thinking about that
2: <laughs> for sure. Oh, it's, it works every time to get the Christmas tree light out. That's for sure.
0: That's right. So, so you,
1: yeah, it's a, it's a telescopic pole. Um, I, I, that is one of the things I love about it. It's light. It fits in my pack. It's not like some extra piece I've got to add. That's going to, you know, weigh stuff down or anything. Um, uh, and then the hook, you've got a, it's got like a hook on the end. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I got an S-hook on it, so you can push, you can pull, you can wrap the line, the tip it up as well, kind of pull yeah. it out you can pull the branches down, push them up, whatever you need to do to kind of get that fly back.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of designed to where you can use it how you best see fit. You know, I mean, I, I've used it before, uh, one time stuck in a tree where I've used the S-hook to kind of grab hold of the limb, pull the limb down to me a little better. So then I could reach up actually with my fingers and get my fly. Cause you know, it was jammed into like a laurel or something like that. Um, but I've also used it in times where I've actually like taken my fly line and kind of followed my fly line with the S hook, mm-hmm. um, kind of followed it up to the, tree and then being able to put that tension going in a different way as you pull it kind of kind of helps get it out of the trees as you can tell i spend a lot of time in trees but um so it's uh, yeah it's uh it's it's a really nifty tool um I, i think it is very much part of the the arsenal now i take it with me every time i go especially around here where we do a lot of um blue line fishing where everything is covered by rhododendron and laurel and all the things that make fly fishing fun so uh, yeah, I, I encourage people to check these things out, and uh, I think it's a really well, really well manufactured tool.
0: So when you were when you were getting into creating one, I, I assume you looked, and there was nothing out there like this, right?
2: I couldn't find anything. The closest thing I could find was like a disc golf uh, pole. I guess I never played disc golf. That's the closest thing I could find, and I mean those things were like a foot and a half, two foot long when all collapsed down. Uh, so, I mean, really, I just wanted to make something that you could just put in a waiting pack and forget about. Just it's sitting in there, you know it's there, and then when you finally get stuck in that tree, you just pull it out and help get yourself out of the tree, uh, or underwater rocks, uh, underwater logs, whatever else you get hung up on. Uh, so that's kind of why I made it as small as it was, just so you could kind of fit it wherever you need to put it and always have it there. It's only seven ounces, so it's not so heavy that it drags you down and you can carry it around all day long, and no, it's not going to weigh you down at all.
0: Yeah, it's great also on the boat when you, uh, you know, you have to paddle back to maybe a log or something that we've got stuck on or we're, we're smallmouth fishing. And a lot of times those flies are bigger. So all it takes is a little bit of a nudge from from an object. And, you know, you I'm not a big fan of sticking my rod tip. I know some people do that, but I'm always worried I'm going to break it. So this kind of gives me a better option. Um, you know, not that it's not a great tool, but if I break the tip of the fetch of last night, not as bad as breaking the tip of my rod. No, and it's, no, 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 and it's so stainless steel, yeah. Break a $400 rod, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So it's it's been cool kind of in both ways. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed using it in both places. And uh, I, I will say, tell people like, for me, because I kind of started looking, I think you had a couple of YouTube videos, the best sort of strategy to, you know, once you get that fly stuck, t- to use the fetch a fly to get it out. Caleb talked about a couple he's used, but we have the creator here today. So I wanted to hear kind of what you're, opinion is the best way to get that fly out of a tree
2: well i like it especially if you get stuck on like a smaller branch it's usually that bottom fly that gets hung up too it's usually the the second or third one you got on there that's the one that gets hung up so if it's a smaller branch especially if it's just 12 14 feet up you can grab that branch and usually pull it down at least close enough to where you can grab the fly itself Uh, If it's a little higher up than that the branches don't move as much you can usually knock it out with it at least save your dry And one dropper, you know, you may not be able to save them all every time, but you can at least save two of your flies, which is a lot better, you know, save six bucks, you know, instead of losing nine altogether or however much, you know, you put into those flies. Uh, I like using the underwater rocks as well, uh, limbs, especially I hate sticking my hand in the cold water. The only way I want to stick my hands in the water when it's cold is if I've got a fish on. So I don't want to get my hands all cold and wet if I don't need to. So it's great for the wintertime you know what's coming up here or you can just reach in there with that when you get hung up and knock yourself loose and keep on
0: fishing and a lot of times those nymphs man when we fish those nymphs and they tight line those nymphs or you know you're under an indicator it's really just needing to nudge a little rock or just a little stick and you know but it does kind of stink sometimes i've had to walk all the way over and, and kick it and you don't really want to walk all the way through the hole just you can extend that fetch fly just a little nudge sometimes that's all it takes
2: well, that's another thing i mean it's not, like i said i'm always usually when i do fish i've got at least a kid with me. So I don't really want to, I might hit have 30 minutes and two spots I can hit. So I don't really want to blow up those spots when I get out there. Cause I don't, uh, I don't have much time left. So I uh, go out there. If I get hung up and push it loose, pull it loose and keep on fishing. And because if you're out there with the kids and you're not catching anything, they get a little impatient and uh, just shorten your time even more.
1: It's a really good point. I think it definitely is a dad tool for sure. I mean, absolutely. It's mom, uh, mom, mom, a
2: lot of ahead. like, professional angler guys they may not see a use for it but if you fish with kids constantly it's, it's a great thing to have with you just because they're back there throwing rocks at each other just trying to hit you with the stick and you're, you're trying to fish and yeah. you're not paying attention next thing you know you're in a rhododendron, and you, you don't want to you know you don't want the fish to see you get out so you go over there and kind of nudge yourself loose with the fetch a fly and keep going
1: yeah and i think about the times that i let my kids go fishing with me and you know they're casting themselves and uh, we spend a lot of times getting out of getting out of trees and I think about the times I take like beginners angling and so I feel like for guides this probably is a great tool as well Um because I know uh, in the few times that I have guided I've spent a lot of times getting people out of trees. Well, it's so. kind of like it
0: it's kind of like when you go uh you know like I don't play golf anymore but used to go like golf ball hawking like in the oh evenings. yeah, man! You could so do that. Walking downstream, fly. There's always some oh, hanging yeah, up there. Some, you man. can just take a walk we with the fishing fly. The just you know, get you five or ten flies one evening and come back. You just that's a good night.
2: I have racked up. There has been times I haven't caught a single fish, but I came back with more flies than I left with. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> we
2: should, great. Should save some money and even make some money on supplies. And let's see what other people are fishing with out there. You know, yeah. I mean, they may be about your skill level if they're stuck in a tree as well. But um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know
1: yeah oh yeah, that's funny and, you know and and i don't know about you but fly, flies aren't getting any cheaper and you know if we tie our own flies especially i mean i'll, I'll never forget one of the first times i began tying flies and then you know you it took me 45 minutes to time like my first parachute atoms or something like that or, or some ungodly amount of time and then you know you get out there on the crate finally and you're so excited to cast this fly and 10 casts in, you're stuck in a tree somewhere. Um, That is not a good feeling. And uh, that, that will bring out a lot of frustration and anger. And so uh, it's nice to have a tool now to kind of help when we have opportunities like
0: that. I mean, I think yeah, it's great. I, I I that's a great way to look at it, you know. The more time it takes me, if it takes Caleb forty five minutes, it takes me an hour and a half to tie a fly. So uh <laughs> I don't want to have to uh waste all my flies and it's a great tool, I just go back to how compact it is. Because When I first got I'd seen it on like Instagram, I didn't realize how small it actually was. Um I mean it's able to fit in my backpack or my chest pack or in my waiters, even I mean, in like, my pocket. It's my waiter pocket. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean it it's it's collapse it down really easy
2: yeah one of those things where it could just fit in any you know if anybody carries around a chest rig, I used to carry one of those when I first started it was a chest rig and I wanted you know a lot of people still use that and I use a waist rig now and uh, it could definitely fit in those but uh just want to make something that could fit in pretty much everything that people carry uh I mean and even if it doesn't fit in their chest rig they can throw it in their waders you know if you're gonna go blue lining and you're gonna be in some brushy rivers you know you can go out there with a you know just throw it in your waders and have it with you just in case
0: So did you have a, like an engineering creative background or was this like your first take on, you know, creating something?
2: Oh, absolutely not. I've just been winging it the entire way. (laughs) Uh, I was trying to see, I don't think I have any, I used to have, I I just kind of drew it out on a piece of printer paper, uh, and, uh, just my design of what I wanted. And, uh, I just sent off to a few companies and a lot of them told me, you know, they weren't making that. And I finally (laughs) found a couple that would, and, uh. They sent me some designs, and we finally met somewhere in the middle and found exactly what I wanted to do and what I wanted to make, and we finally got it right. But no, I have uh, no idea what I'm doing. I've just been kind of winging it the entire way.
0: And uh, and the name, your you creative brain, come up with this? I mean, it's a great. It's got a great catch to it. That's fine, man.
2: Oh yeah, the name's great. Yeah, I just kind of, just kind of came to me one day. I was sitting there as after I made this design, and I was just kind of thinking, I was like, what, what am I going to call this thing? You know, like, fly retriever. Whole, and finally just fetch a flop off to my mind i was like well if nobody buys at least it's got a catchy name so <laughs> went with great. that and trademarked it and uh, just went on from there
1: that's cool man And you're uh it's like you were telling us off air um it's so So, how long you've been making them for how long now i, mean, still uh, I think
2: up. i just got my first shipment in in january or february so we started selling late february early march so this is the first year uh it started out and we we got a good nice bump starting out, and then slowed down. And here in the last couple of months, it's really picked up.
1: Yeah, man, that that's fantastic, and excited for you with that. I know that's got to be great. Um, and uh, I, it's like I was going to say, yeah, you've uh, kind of updated this thing and been able to to make it what it is, and you're starting to get get the word out there about it. And I just can't say no. I mean, I think it's a great tool. It, it's part of the arsenal now. I mean, it goes with me wherever
0: I go. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, I was checking your Instagram the other day. Your your ship? Did you ship your First couple maybe overseas? Did I see that?
2: Well, randomly, somehow we've shipped some to Australia, uh, the Netherlands, nice. uh, a couple other places in Europe. I don't, I don't know how they found out about Fetchfly. I'm glad they did. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we we've sold some in Europe and in Australia. I think Australia's the furthest away we've sold so.
1: That's yeah. pretty cool, man. Internet's a internet's an amazing thing.
0: I mean, after this episode, you better have a big stock. <laughs> yeah, well, once, you, once you make your guys on the fly podcast, there's nothing but up from here. <laughs> well, I got plenty. Um, we get we guarantee
1: ones to fives. Yeah, one to five orders.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, um, well, well, Jeremy, this is cool, man. I Love this product. Uh, we do. I, I encourage any dad listening. Um, if you're spending time, and I think that's the beauty of it too, like you, you you're not able to um, spook a lot of fish by walking up and down rivers chasing flies. Uh, you're able to kind of stay in one spot, especially for the dads that like to fish with their kids and be on the water with them. It is a it is a must have, so I encourage everybody to check it out. Um, they can they can find it at all kinds of places now, right? I mean, you've got a website fetchafly.com, um, but it's on Amazon. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. Amazon and eBay as well as Shopify, so Shopify, on yes. about every major platform I believe. And uh, eBay usually our main seller. eBay is just pretty easy to use. Uh, but yeah, it's all over Amazon and uh, Shopify as well.
1: Really cool.
0: So as a, uh, what were some? Uh, we always like to ask folks this: who kind of start something like we did, like we did. Uh, you know, we're a podcast. You have a a product, so it's a little bit different. But that first, uh, you know, six months, what's it? For us, it was like a lot of trial by error of oh well, we can't do this, we can't do that. Uh, what have you learned like selling across platforms or getting shipments out? You got a, you got a smooth system by now.
2: It's starting to smooth out quite a bit. Luckily, whenever you're selling, you know through a- Amazon and eBay, they uh, they carry they cover your shipping for you. or At least they give you cheaper shipping. But I did get a order one time from I want to say it was Canada. I can't remember where it was. Canada or England? No, it was England is where it was. And I, there was, they wanted three or four. And I was like, yeah, definitely, we'll do that. And then uh, I went to the post office to ship them off. I had no idea what shipping would cost because you know, they're not very big, so I didn't think it'd be that much money. Well, I held up the line for about 30 minutes as we filled out a customs form. Oh, wow. And uh, the shipping, I think, was like 50 or 60 bucks on it. So I don't think I made any money on that sale at all. But that's yeah. uh, from here on out, I do all international sales through eBay or Amazon because they, yeah. they at least help you with the customs form and then, uh, the shipping port
1: as well. That was kind of
2: a hard lesson to learn.
1: Yeah. You learn things like that as you get started for the first time, for sure. Um, (laughs) learn, learn by trial by error. Right. Um, well, uh, that's cool, man. So is this kind of like, uh, is it just you or is it you doing it out of your house? You, I mean, you, you got them, you get them manufactured somewhere else sent to you and then you sell them from, from your home.
2: Yeah, got manufactured, and then they send them, I think they ship them about 25 boxes, all about 100 pounds apiece, and then uh, <laughs> keep them in a storage unit, and yeah, we just sell them. We have the shipping labels printed here, just uh, ship them out of the house here. My wife helps me with it as well, so she's she's thrilled to take on an extra you know workload with it. But Every she's been very good helpful.
0: public educator needs a side hustle, so <laughs> I'll, I'll stick by you that forever.
2: Yeah. yeah, she's been great helping me out with it, and uh, it was kind of, we're done working at the end of the day. If we have something to ship out, ship them out. And then, uh, luckily, there's not too much to do on my end. Once they're already made and sent to me, you know, I just gotta, you know, put them in a bag and ship them out.
1: That's really cool, man. So you and your wife do this together. So is she is—is is she big into like fly fishing and everything too, or is this just more like a way of you guys to kind of do something together?
2: She is not really into it, uh, but she is uh, I think hopefully one day when the kids get a little older, maybe she'll start fishing a little more. It's an excuse to get on the water, but right now, you know, it's tough, especially when you have a two year old, uh, it is uh, pretty difficult, but but, well, maybe one day that's, that's the dream. When they're all grown up out of the house, maybe one day we can just fly fish together.
1: I right. Me me and my wife talk about that all the time of, you know, one day when our kids are gone, we might go traveling and go do some fun stuff, but, uh, ain't happening anytime soon. But, um,
2: they, they all hit 18, you know? There
1: you go. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> so, but the fact that you guys do the business together, I mean, it's got to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm sure it's uh, probably taxing at times, but I'm sure it's, it's a lot of fun as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool kind of growing something that you kind of had an idea and made, you know, and especially something that can help people. That's the biggest thing. Like I really wanted to make it for is it's really great for beginners. Uh, I mean, cause I know how demoralizing it is when you go out there and, you know, you're, you're not doing, we're not catching anything. You're, all you're catching is those tree pounders, you know, you're, you're in and out of tree limbs and all that. It's really, it's just a good tool to help you. I mean, I, that's what I really want to do with this. And if we ever do expand, I'd like to make something else. It's just a good tool to help beginner fly fishermen because it is really a great sport to get into. You know, it's really gives you peace of mind and everything like that's relaxing thing to do. So I would like to, you know, just try to help people get into the sport by doing that.
0: So just with your military background, I was just kind of touching on that. We have a lot of folks. We've had a lot of folks on the show. We continually see how fly fishing. Um, just is a great, great space for people who had been in the military. Um, is that something that you feel the same way? Like it just really helps you be peaceful out there?
2: Yes. I mean, I, I did some fishing. I didn't really grow up fishing a lot. I started fishing when I was in the army we'd go out there to lakes out in Kansas and fish, you know, throw out some worms, do some catfish and bass and all that. But uh, it's really uh fly fishing. is just really a relaxing thing. It definitely, especially when you come out home every day, you know, stress work and stuff like that Just come out there, and fish for a little while it does, you know, bring you it's a little it brings you down a little bit, especially if you had a long day, you know. And I think it's great for military members as well, people that have been in and out of service. Uh I mean especially people that have been through a lot, you know. I think getting into fly fishing is a great thing to you know, deal with PTSD and other issues like that.
1: Yeah, I mean we've definitely seen that in our experience with uh a lot of people we've had on our show and a lot of people that we've talked to, um, there's just something special about it, man. It's just being out in the water, um, being in nature, uh, being able to experience God's creation in that way is, is definitely something that is healing, uh, in a lot of different ways. And so in fact, you know, you, you're creating this product, as you said, and I think this is what excites me about most of it, Jeremy is you, you want it. I mean, obviously, you're making a product, you want to make money off of it, but it's also something to help people. Uh, it is a very good, I think, way of helping people that want to get into the sport for the first time to kind of take away some of that frustration that we all have early on.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like least so said, there's nothing worse than going out there and putting together a, a three-fly rig and spending all that time on it and, and you just losing it in, in a tree and not being able to get it back. So it is, I mean, it can help with at least some of the troubles. It's not going to help you tie it up and everything like that. It's going to take you, you know, an hour to go out there and tie up a rig and, go to the wrong spot where there's no fish, you know, but at least it can help you with that aspect. So,
1: Yeah, it it can't fix all the problems you have, early, But
2: uh, (laughs) (laughs) at least it can't show you where to catch the fish or anything like that. At least it can help you. (laughs) For sure, for sure, man.
1: Well, hey, Jeremy, we're going to take a uh, quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we want to hear a little bit more about kind of your dad life. You know, you've got three kids that you like to fish with a lot. So we're going to take a short break, and then we will be right back. We want to give a big thank you to a sponsor of this episode turtle box audio joshua turtle box audio speakers the most rugged loudest outdoor speaker on the market we just continue to not be able to say enough great things about these things.
0: Yeah, and if you've heard any of our episodes in the last two months, maybe even longer than that, you know how much we love our Turtle Box audio. Uh, the other day, we were playing pickleball, and Corbin was like, hey, where's the Turtle Box? So it's not just for fishing. It's for anything you do. you got to get a Turtle Box audio for your family adventures anywhere you're going, whether it's out on the water or just on a beach trip or in any any kind of trip. You're hanging out outside. nothing better than having a Turtle Box audio, blasting tunes, or – Listen to an episode of Dazzle Fly Podcast. So uh, get your TurtleBox Audio today at TurtleBoxAudio.com. Yeah,
1: check them out and uh, get whatever
0: type of custom speaker you want there at TurtleBoxAudio.com.
1: And we're back with Mr. Jeremy Turner from Fetch a Fly. Jeremy, we've been learning all about um, this really cool product that you created, uh, especially with beginners in mind for people that are getting into the fly fishing world and community. A great way to uh, have something something in their pack to help them retrieve their flies for all the times we get stuck in the trees, which happens to all of us. And, and I think, let's be let's be real, even if you've been doing it for a long time, if you're fishing and you're fishing hard, it's going to happen. Like it, it, you're going to get nothing
0: makes you feel better than when you go fly fishing with someone who's more experienced than you and they end up in the tree first. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really,
2: that's the best feeling ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing better.
0: Well, it, it's just humbling. Right. And it just lets you know, like, okay, they, they, nobody's arrived yet. Well, this isn't happening. I like to think of it, you know, there's that old, like, what is it? NASCAR. If you're not rubbing, you're not racing. Or, you're not, <laughs> you know, if I you're like not it. good analogy, if yeah. you're not, trying to get in that hole where the tree is you're not really fishing like i mean that's a
1: good point like i, know, I, think I, I mean when fish we fish. uh when we when we fish a lot of blue lines and stuff like that we are really oh it becomes we throw
0: into some tight areas it let's becomes be real. a challenge who yeah. can get the fly over there and if you get in the tree first you have to wait to use the other until the, the, other, fly person until the other person <laughs> fishes the hole <laughs> so uh trick. that's the other thing you can't use your fetch a fly to get the tr- fly out until i fish the hole that's good so <laughs> that is very true but <laughs> Jeremy, you got three kids, man. Which, uh, obviously, one's, I think, two, you said. Is that correct? The youngest, youngest two.
2: That's right.
0: Ten, five, and two, right? That's it. So maybe not getting the youngest one out too much yet, but uh, have you, sounds like you get them out a good bit on the water, man.
2: The youngest one is probably the favorite one to fish right now. He loves getting out there and, like, just, I mean, you got to be actually catching the fish. He's not just going to sit around out there while you're getting skunked, but he, he likes to go out there. We actually got him a lifetime fishing license before he turned one. Really so he is going to be he is going to be out and about when he gets older, I believe. But he he's probably the one that likes fishing the most right now. The other two are girls, so not so much. But he is probably the one that likes it the most.
1: That's exciting, man. So uh, he, he's two, right? Yeah. So what is that experience like taking a two year old to the river? I want I want to hear your experience because I made a lot of mistakes when I took my kids when they
2: were really young. Well, luckily, my wife, before we're getting ready to go, my wife will always pack. She'll be like, here, take some snacks with you. So that boy to helps to give him some snacks. He has the key to taking a two-year-old fly fishing. <laughs> but once those snacks run out, if you haven't pulled in a fish yet, he is going to start throwing rocks in the water. He's actually throwing a fetch-a-fly in the water. He reached in my wading pack, and I think the first fly I ever had, he tossed it into the Oh, water. man. <laughs> I never got that one back. Uh, it was pretty <laughs> cold. Uh, he's got an arm on him, so he slung it, man, and uh, he threw it in there. We call him the hefty lefty because uh, he's got a big left arm and he's a little, little chunky. But he uh, he tossed that thing right in the water. Uh, but he uh, he probably enjoys fishing the most out of all the kids. So right now, anyways,
0: that's great that you're able to get out there with him. Have you did you do the the backpack when he was little, or do you just always just kind of walk with him, or?
2: uh i don't think no yeah we did i, I take him uh my wife had a uh, ergo carrier the one that goes in the front there and uh i take him out there and we just go right here to the middle Fork to walk down there and fish and uh a lot of times we just use a little spinning rod if i had him on there but he uh he enjoyed it a lot he's always, he's always liked being outside he would much rather be outside than inside so he's a uh, he's the one that probably goes the most right now i would say
1: that's pretty cool man um we uh you mentioned it and that is definitely the thing that everybody says the most you know you always got to make sure if you're taking kids fishing you got to have the snacks i mean they are just they're they're non-negotiable um goldfish
2: gotta have the goldfish gold
1: fish crackers that is where it's at absolutely um, we're, we're thinking about getting some dads of the fly shirts made with just like that saying on the back, like got snacks,
0: um, because <laughs> you know, it's, it's a must have for everybody. Oh, I'm ready for that shirt. Yeah, well, that, I think that's if, gotta If happen. we ever get a shirt, that's not just dads of the fly. That's what it has to have. It's got to have something on it that says something about snacks.
1: Well, uh, Jerry, that's cool, man. And you know, even though he's only two, um, why do you think it's so special to be able to get him out there already?
2: think well, always getting used to the outdoors i mean you know I just think it's really important to be outside, not inside as much you know he may not he he obviously won't remember going fishing that much, but I'll remember taking him out there and going fishing and even though the times he's throwing rocks in the water and through the pool, pole in the water, I'll probably remember that more than the fish we've caught you know <laughs> but uh it's uh it's special for me as well uh he may not remember it, but i I sure will
0: that that's a great point we We talk about this all the time we just got back from a a trip last weekend uh, two weekends ago now i don't remember a weekend or so i go a uh, big trip and we talked a lot with the dads there that weekend that um came to the coast and we talked a lot about there were some fish we wanted to catch we couldn't find uh, a couple species of fish we were really looking for that we never could find but we talked a lot about remembering the, the the little things the memories um that you make sometimes whether it's a a fetch a fly going in the water or a hat flying off a boat or hooking into another person's rod or, or whatever. Those, those tend to be the things that kind of bring us back to experiences and, um, you know, just how important it is that it's about, about the experience. And in this case we, with your son, man, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you go out there, I mean, you can only catch so many, you know, brown trout, rainbow trout, but I mean, you'll remember the things like that, you know, those are snacks in the water and, or, throws his jacket in the water like he did the other day you know you always remember those things over uh you know the the, the fish you catch i think
1: yeah we uh we i had my son out not too long ago i, I told the story on the show already but um he he took a dive in the water when it was 50 degrees and you know like it's one of those things that it that is not what we set out to do but it is a story we will always tell so like you know it's always something that we um it's all about going and just making memories, right? I mean, and like you said, your son won't mem- remember it right now. But even though he may not remember um, what's taking place right now, I-, I think it's important to be mindful of uh, you- you're setting a precedent. You're setting uh, – y- you are doing something in his mind and in his brain that is that is impactful for him. Even though he may not have the memories, um, he- he'll he be used to spending time with his dad. And, uh, and that- that's pretty impactful.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I think that's definitely important to do. You know, just get them outdoors and just give, just let them know. You know, down there I mean, it's something he can, you know, grow up doing. You know, if he gets older, he may want to fish or he may not. You know, but at least he always have that option. You know, all the kids will. So, I think it's definitely important to do.
0: Jeremy, man, that's just it's a great insight. It's uh appreciate that insight and really appreciate. I mean, in a way, what you're doing for the fly fishing community, you're creating a tool that, or you've created a tool that is helping some of us beginner fly fishermen. I think when we started this show, we talked a lot about we wanted this show to always be for all ranges of anglers, but especially those that were getting into it for the first time and especially those that were um, getting into it with their kids. We always want Dads on the Flies" episodes to, you know, feel like anybody at any skill level can listen. We didn't ever want it to make it so fly fishing techie kind of nerded out that maybe the beginner wouldn't be able to understand and so uh thank you so much for being a part of the show uh thank you for your service man and the time you spent doing that uh hopefully next time we're up that way we might you know ho- i'd love to go check check out maybe this river you're talking about and maybe a new stream we can mark off and uh get together and fish we do get up to boone maybe once or twice a year and uh it's a great place and a great place to live and grow a family man so uh, thank you for what you're doing
2: Guys, I really appreciate y'all having me on, and next time you're up this way, let's go with a line.
0: We'll do it, man. Um,
1: well, just want to tell everybody before you get off, Jeremy, uh, where's the best place to go find uh, FetchFly? Uh, you
2: can go to www.fetchfly.com, and that will take you to a link to our eBay page, or you can also look them up on Amazon as well.
1: Yeah, I encourage everybody, it's on Instagram, to give you a follow also. It's just at Fetchafly, and they can uh, see see more of these really cool tools and how they're getting used and how you can use them with your kids.
2: Absolutely, guys. I do appreciate it.
0: Yeah, Jeremy. Thanks, man. Have a good one, buddy. Appreciate you so much. And uh, once again, guys, we appreciate you guys for listening to this episode of Dads on the Fly. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Till next time. Tight lines.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We
0: hope this episode has inspired you as a parent or an angler. If you've enjoyed this episode, please check us out at dadsonthefly.com. There you can subscribe to our email list and find out all the things we got going on here at Dads on the Fly.